it seemed like an overnight success, but it wasn't. It was an overnight breakthrough and then putting what worked on repeat and not getting shining object syndrome and putting things on repeat is what really allowed for our pretty intense growth over the last year. Hey ladies, welcome to season three of B3 Podcast, Boss Babies in Bottles. And for those of you that are new here, my name is Jessica with a Y. I'm a twin mom, wedding and event planner, entrepreneur, and for today, your drinking buddy. May that be coffee or wine, depending on the time of day. Here I get real with you and talk about all things mom life, building your business, and event planning. What I've loved most about my first two seasons with you guys is that I've gotten to meet some amazing women and moms that are just like me, just trying to do their best in life. I've also been able to get super real with you all on my life and motherhood in general. So join me this season as I go through the twins' first birthday and what it's like to be a mom of twin free toddlers. I'll also be having some amazing special guests and going through some of my best wedding planning stories too. So grab your favorite bottle or drink and let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Boss Babies in Bottles. Today I have the amazing Julie Ciardi joining me today. So welcome, Miss Julie. Hi there, Jessica. So excited to be here. Yes, me too. So guys, Julie is a former Fortune 500 marketing VP turned multi-passionate entrepreneur. She is the podcast host of Ignite Your Side Hustle. So Julie believes that there's never been a better time for women to create an additional income stream that is aligned with your passions and purposes on this planet. She just really believes in the wild wild, that it's the wild wild west out there for women and that we're just wasting time and money, not making money. So we are just excited to chat with her today. And she's the creator of Ignite University. So why don't you start off by telling us more about you and about Ignite? Yeah, no, I would love to. Thank you so much. And, you know, I just want to say thank you and acknowledge you because, you know, the more podcasts like this that exist out there, the more we can help women really step into more than being a mom. Mom's amazing and yep. it's an incredible <laughs> thing, but we are who we are. We, you know, we're, we're more than that. And uh, so I appreciate your podcast as well. And yeah, so I, um, I'm a mom of three myself. I have a almost 18 year old and almost 16 year old and a seven year old. So I'm running older. I got the whole mix and yeah. And I have, my daughter's actually graduating from uh, high school this week and it's just, it's, it's incredible. I was saying to you, uh, before we hit record that we, you know, when they're younger, it's, it's, very physically exhausting. And yep. then when they're older, it's actually both because you're up late because they're out late mm-hmm. and they, and you're just, your worries, you know, are so much deeper and it requires honestly, a lot of mindset work when you have teenagers for sure, which is why thank God I'm a coach. Cause man, it's a, it's come in handy in my parenting as well, I have to say, but it's amazing. I love being a mom. Um, but as I said, for me, you know, as I kind of climbed the corporate ladder, cause that's what I thought I should do mm-hmm. a lot of shoulds, right? Like just, Oh, I should, should. And I also, you know, was the primary breadwinner for my family and my husband, was a police officer. He retired this year, thanks to my business, which is amazing. But he, at the time, you know, he, I was the primary breadwinner. He was, he was police officer. I, my whole family really relied on, you know, the success that I was having in my career for the lifestyle they all lived. You know, we lived in a big house. We were doing vacations, all the mm-hmm. things, but I was not happy in my life's purpose. I knew I had a gap there. I knew that I wasn't meant to, to be a vice president of marketing 
working in a fortune 500 and the whole corporate environment, I knew that that's not what I wanted. I wanted freedom, time, freedom, money, freedom. And I wanted to make an a bigger impact in the world and decided to jump ship and leave that career is one of the, like the biggest decision I could have possibly made. And it's been the best decision that I've ever made. Mm -hmm. And I'm really on a mission now to, you know, I kind of say that I'm on this mission to help women, especially moms break down their paradigm of should and step into what lights them up and finding their purpose and creating some profit around that and giving them options uh, in life. And so that is what Ignite University is all about. We teach women how to do that. And I literally pinch myself and uh, that this is what I get to do. And I think my my scared former self who made a really big decision to, uh, to take this leap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, and it, you know, I talk about it a lot on this podcast. It is a hard, a hard leap to make, you know, mm-hmm. to switch over from what we would call, you know, the steady jobs, what you should be doing. I, I really love that you did this Ignite University. I think it's going to help. So, I mean, how did you go from, you know, 10,000 launches for 14 months to a hundred thousand dollars in one shot? Well, I think what's so interesting is, and I teach women this all the time, there are no overnight successes. They don't exist. You might see what you think is an overnight success, but it's always more of an overnight breakthrough to create anything that is worthwhile, kids kids included. Um, (laughs) It takes time. It takes time and persistence. You can't, you know, it's not like, you know, you're going to learn this latest strategy, you know, how to grow your business and like overnight it's going to, no, it took so much belief and having to show up every day, you know, really over a couple of years in growing Mm -hmm. my business to then be able to have, you know, a pretty phenomenal overnight breakthrough. And I do believe that those are so possible, but you got to show up and do the, do the work ahead of it to be able to get those overnight breakthroughs. So for me, you know, I, I found that as I was building my coaching business online, and you kind of said this in the, in the bio, like it really is the wild, wild west. It's, it's shiny object syndrome after shiny object syndrome. You know, the once, once the, you know, the Facebook gods know that you are, you know, a budding entrepreneur, you know, just the, the ads that are constantly coming through your Facebook feed or through your Instagram feed. And well, this is going to be the thing that gives you the overnight success, right? Or this is this this is the answer. This is the answer. And I just find that so many women, I was one of them, yep. um, are, spend a ton of money on, on all these little things that add up to a lot of money and not a lot of results. And I, I found that, you know, for me, I, it was trial and error, try and error, try this, try that. And I just, I didn't stick with anything long enough to actually see it come to fruition. And I, oh, I was kind of just, blinded by that shiny, shiny object syndrome and seeing what other people were doing. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll do what she's doing. And maybe I'll learn from that coach and maybe I'll go and take that course. And it's about repetition of the same thing over and over again, that gives you the results versus switching gears continuously. And so what I finally decided to go all in and, you know, repeat that is when I had massive, massive growth. And so, you know, I hear continuously from people, well, you know, with the pandemic, you know, my business took a hit or I just, I didn't have as much time to spend on my business because of the pandemic. But I got to tell you right now, 
that's a limiting belief right there. I, we passed the seven figure mark in sales in the year of the pandemic. So during that year, so the pandemic hits, we were, you know, kind of at that, you know, I don't know, 10 K, you know, $10,000 type of a launch. Mm -hmm. And we decided to go all in, in one direction and repeat over and over again for a year. And we had hundred thousand dollar launch after hundred thousand dollar launch over the course of the pandemic, growing up to a million dollars in sales. It's, possible. But the key was repetition and the key was persistence because there were probably about 20 other times that I probably could have thrown in the towel in my journey to that, right? So it seemed like an overnight success, but it wasn't. It was an overnight breakthrough and then putting what worked on repeat and not getting shiny object syndrome and putting things on repeat is what really allowed for our pretty intense growth over the last year. Yeah. And I think that's for a lot of people, they look at it and they're like, wow, you know, you're, you did this or you've done this. How can I do that? And it's like, they don't really see what it takes to get to that point. Yeah. Once you figure out the equation, then it's like, great, but it takes a while to figure that yeah. out. And I wish someone had told me that, you know, earlier on in my, in my journey, I mean, you know, it's probably two big things that I wish someone had told me earlier is that it's going to take you longer than you think, but it's mm-hmm. so worth it when you get to where you want to go, I mean, you're all, we're always growing. I'm not where I, I'm not stopping here, but the idea of like that freedom of like knowing that, okay, we're passing, you know, the, the income from the corporate job. Like that was like the big goal. It's like, okay, I got to be able to start making, you know, what I was making in corporate because, you know, I left that corporate job and it's, it's, I just wish someone had said to me, look, this is going to take you longer than you think, but it's going to be more worth it than you can imagine. And I wish that someone had said that to me over and over again, because I kept beating myself up that it wasn't happening faster. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, in looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I beat myself up so much. Meanwhile, what, however long it took, it was worth it. And that's like hundred percent because some people will throw in the towel too early for whatever reason, it's going to take money. You know, it's going to, you're going to have to spend it, but it's, you also have to be very diligent on what your expenses are and you have to be really on top of it. And you have to be willing to put in the time, money, effort, everything, even when it's not working, because eventually then when it does start working, it's like, oh my God, you know? Oh, yes. um, so that's, that's great. I love that. So how do you leverage kind of just your personal brand for authentic business building? It's everything online. I mean, it's a crowded, crowded marketplace out there online. And so, you know, people see through it right away. If you just are trying to be like everybody else, mm-hmm. um, people can feel it. And um, if you're not in alignment with, you know, what you're trying to represent and what you're trying to offer to your clients and to your audience, that energy is felt through through posts, through captions, through live video and all of the things. So you got to really, you know, to me, your personal brand is everything because it's, it's not just your colors and, you know, all the things it's, how are you showing up and what mission are you on and how are you helping people and why you, and you know, that, that no love and trust factor is everything, especially online. I mean, think about it, you know, it's so different when you can meet somebody in person and introduce yourself and have a one-on-one meeting in person versus, you know, someone scrolling in. 
Instagram and, you know, sees an ad for a workshop that you're doing. Well, you know what, you got to bring your A game and you got to really stand out and you've got to build that no love and trust factor in other ways than meeting people in person. And so part of that is being authentically you. It's not showing all the, the, the messy, messy stuff all the time, but it's sharing, it's being real. It's, it's sharing, you know, your path, your journey. You know, I really end up resonating very much with, with women and moms, because I talk about, you know, the, the, the real stuff, you know, about how, you know, starting my business was a real challenge on my marriage, you know, because mm-hmm. my husband continued to just be like, well, what, when are you going to make the money you were making in corporate? And Hey, like, I I think you're going to have to go back to corporate. I don't know that this is working and Mm -hmm. all the things and, and just what that means. And there's so many women that, that face that. And so I think that when you step into, you know, kind of your core stories that you share over and over again, people can relate to people relate that I, you know, left a corporate job after a corporate career, after, you know, 20 years of being in corporate and what that's like, or, you know, the fact that I'm, I'm divorced and remarried and, and some of the journeys there, it just, people tend to gravitate, you know, to your stories. And so your personal brand is so critical in attracting your people, attracting, you know, the kind of client that you want to, you know, provide services to that you want to work with, that you want to deliver your services or products to. And so it really, really matters. And I think a lot of people, miss this and, and do it too academically, um, versus really from the, from the heart and, uh, knowing who you want to serve and how you want to show up to serve them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Personal brand is, is all about it. And that's part of what this podcast is for me. You know, it's part of just this whole bigger, bigger picture. And that's what people really need to see. So I guess, tell us more about that side hustle while working a day job. You know, a lot of, I think my listeners are like that. There are all these ladies, some moms, some not, some just career-driven women that are just looking to make it happen for themselves. Well, I think that the biggest thing you have to do is you have to be willing to part with your excuse around time. Because mm. we are all given the exact same amount of time. No one gets more, no one gets less, and it's what we do with it. And so, you know, I, with a lot of the women that I work with, I just don't accept it as an excuse, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone's like, well, I just don't have time, I said, no, you're just choosing not to spend your time on this. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. And so for me, when uh, you, you have to be willing, if the want is great enough. The yeah. biggest thing is the want's got to be great enough. It's got to be deep enough. The desire has got to be there. And if it is, you will make the time. I wanted to leave that corporate job so badly that I made the time. I had a very uh, crazy job there because I was vice president. It was a global company, which meant we, you know I had meetings early in the morning and late at night based on all the time zones around the world yep. and three kids and a husband police officer who was always working. If I found time, like, that's why I just, I can't accept time as a, as a a thing you make it, you make it if, but the want has to be there and you've got to know what it is that you really want. And are you willing to do what's required, right. To, to, to make it happen. And that's, 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 that's what I did. Yeah. And that's, and that's what it is. I get that. I get this, I get the question a lot too. Like, how do you do it with twins, with this, with your business, with your brands, with all the things that you do with, with a husband? I'm like, yeah, my husband's a kid uh, he, or not a kid, but you know, yes, <laughs> he's, he's my additional child. And I'm just like, I, I make the time. Time is not 
something I use as an excuse. If I have to, once I put the kids down, if I have to stay working for another three, four, five hours, then that's what it is. Some days I don't, some days I do. That's just kind of how it is. And you find the time and you find it to do everything. And that, and that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? I I think it's all about delegating properly. If you have the ability to, once you get to where you need to get to, but if not, then you make the time to do what you want to do. If you this is what you want, then then you'll make time for it. If not, you'll make an excuse. Yes, hundred percent. You can yep. have your dreams, or you can have your excuses, but you can't have both. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how about how for all the moms out there who want to create that side hustle for work in their day job? What are some tips you can give them? Fine. You got to you got to book the time to mm-hmm. work on your business, just like you book any other appointment, just like you, you know, you wouldn't miss a meeting with your boss and your day job. Don't miss a meeting with yourself. So decide when is it that you're going to work on your business? For me, I got up really early in the morning before everyone else got up. And there were mm-hmm. sometimes I stayed up later than everyone else in my house, but it was worth it. Sometimes it's the lunch hour. So look at your week, take out your calendar, block the time. My big piece of advice is that you don't block the time and then put work on business because mm-hmm. you're going to get to that time in your calendar and go, okay, what should I do? And then you're going to spend all the time thinking, what should I actually do? And then you don't really get a ton done. So you plan ahead. You say, okay, I have this hour on Tuesday. What are you going to do? Right? What specifically are you going to do? Write that down. Don't write down work on business. And mm-hmm. then you show up and you do not negotiate with yourself. You keep integrity with yourself and you just do what you wrote down instead of, ah, I don't really feel like doing that and all that. Because when we go off of that, we tend to not do certain things in our business that's required. And we only focus in on the things that we do enjoy. That's why a lot of people end up, if they like content creation, they'll make, they'll be in Canva making graphics all day. And then actually never reach out to prospects, right? Or you'll have someone that, you know, really loves to consume information because they're learning, right? And they're spending all this time learning and they've actually never, again, reached out to prospects, done a sales event, all that stuff. So it's important that you know what you need to do in your business. You schedule it in every single week and you do not negotiate with Mm -hmm. yourself on it. It's so important to be specific with what you're going to do with your time. People think I'm crazy, but I walk around with my planner that's every 15 minutes. And of course, not everything is every 15 minutes, but you know, that's, that's how I have it because sometimes you have to be that broken down that specific. And you also have to like, tell yourself like, this doesn't take me more than 10 minutes. So why am I going to schedule more time for it? If I'm just focused, I can do it within this time. Yep. Totally agree. So I'd love to hear though, your thoughts on how to make, uh, social media to kind of really just create real human connections because <laughs> that's totally a big thing these days. Well, I mean, the good news is is that thank God, um, Instagram and you know has really uh, uh, <laughs> you can be yourself. You don't have to have these perfectly curated pictures. You still need it to be valuable, but it doesn't need to be this like, you know, perfectly branded, you know, all four of your kids, all in your brand colors, you know, for the, for the picture, thank God anymore, unless you're an influencer or whatever, maybe it needs to still be a kind of that magazine quality, but it doesn't need to be that anymore for most of us. And that is like the best news ever, because it was very intimidating, I think for so many people, but what does, what does matter, what Mm -hmm. does matter, what does matter now more than ever is, is the content that you're creating on social media 
meaningful and valuable to your ideal client. That's the yeah. most important thing. And I think that's what most people forget is that like, ah, I got to post on social media. I got to put myself out there. It's like, no, you got to go show up and serve your audience, your, yeah. your ideal client with what they need. And so when I'm working with my clients, you know, we really make a list of that. You know, we really very strategically think about their content as how they're going to show up and, and provide whatever their audience needs to know, learn, see, believe, to then decide to work with you or buy from you. That's the point, right? So you got to create valuable content. I mean, the, the name of the game now is, are you creating content that people will want to share? And if it's like a picture of you and your dog, then no one's sharing that. Like no one is sharing a picture of your dog. It's not to say you don't put some of that in there. You should, of course, because you're building the no love and trust factor, Uh but you're very strategic in your content so that you are really connecting with your ideal clients specifically on these platforms. That's the purpose. We're here to build a business, not build a social media platform, right? So mm-hmm. to build a business, I, and I, and this always makes me chuckle a little bit because I have dear friends that have grown multiple six figure businesses with like 1200 followers on Instagram. Yep. Okay. And then I know people that have like hundred thousand or more, and they're not having a six figure business yet. It's the number of followers and all, it doesn't actually matter. It's what are you putting out there? Is it valuable? Is it making people want to take that next step with you? That's when you know it's working. Yeah. And that's the algorithm of Instagram too. If people go to your page, people save your stuff, people send your stuff. That is what Instagram then is going to put in front of you. Yep. If you have a million followers it doesn't mean anything. And that, and people don't, people get caught up in that because originally that's what, what it, that, that is what it was. Yep. That's not what it is currently. No, definitely not. So yeah. what are your thoughts on being more than a mom? How does that make you a better mom? Yeah. It's so funny that my original name of my podcast was more than mommy um, because Aww. I just started to, I saw such a pattern of women, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like they, be, you know, that they, that you get handed the baby and you hand over your identity and, you know, and that just drove me crazy. I, cause for me, I always knew I was, I, I, I was meant for more and, you know, what for me, what came up was guilt. So I knew I wanted more, but then I felt guilty because I wanted more. And I felt guilty, you know, being, you know, well, if I'm not home as much and I'm pursuing this or I'm pursuing that. And people and, make you feel like that too, which is, I think even worse. I get the well, question we, all the yes. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, well, we allow them to make us feel that way. Right. Like if someone, I mean, I, I have Mm -hmm. like, you know, today I'll have like, you know, even now in the present time, like I'll have, you know, older women that are like, wait, what you have your own business. I can see like the, and it doesn't bother me because I don't let it. Right. So only we have the the power on that, but I got to tell you when I was just starting, you know, to grow a business and all that, like that's, you've got to work through that because Mm -hmm. this is the, this is that paradigm of should that we were talking about. It's, it, it can really weigh on you and you end up deciding to give up your hopes and dreams because of all that should. And the thing that I say to moms all the time is look at your children. How, what do you want for them? So if it's a daughter, do you want her to feel that she, it's okay for her to be more than mom? If you have a son, 
you know, do you want him to be totally cool and like totally supportive of his wife wanting to be more than mom? Of course, the answer is going to be yes. They learn from us, yep. from the seeing and the doing. It's not just us telling them something. They've got to see it too. So if you are struggling with that piece of it, my biggest piece of advice is it, do it for them to start then because they are going to follow what you do, both sons and daughters. It has a huge influence. So if you want to make a generational shift, you got to go first. Fired. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. And that's, that's really what it comes down to and how, you know, how we feel about ourselves is going to also project on what our children you know, pick up, like they can, they pick up everything. So if you're feeling good about yourself, they know that the same yes. way if you're not. Say anything or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and that's yep. what people don't understand. Like, how do they know? I'm like, they know. Of course they know. They know. Of course they do. You, I can tell when someone's walking around me that has a bad mood. Of course, my children can tell if I'm in, I'm in a bad one too. You got it. If you could do anything different, what would it be from your younger self to now? Oh, I would have started this way sooner. Um, <laughs> I, I had no examples of entrepreneurs or any of that in my life other than, you know, someone that maybe owned, you know, a restaurant or an auto body shop or something mm-hmm. like that. And I just, I didn't know what was possible. And part of me wishes that I, I took this leap sooner, but I also believe everything plays out for a reason, the way that it should. I think I had to have a foot back in that world so that I could help people get out of it. Now, if I went right into the entrepreneurial world and doing what I'm doing, I, I would never really understand, you know, what it's like to, you know, leave that, that day job, make that leap, go through all of that. So it, it, I, I truly believe that we, we go through all the things that we go through for a reason, but I wouldn't have minded shortening the 20 year corporate stint and oh, yeah. <laughs> entrepreneurship faster. Of course. Yeah. Having made the leap. So I think, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, all of our listeners can see this, but that, that is a reoccurring thought that a lot of um, my guest speakers have. And it's, I would have done it sooner. And it's the fear that holds us back from doing oh, yeah. something like this sooner. Thousand percent. And, yeah, I went from entrepreneurial to entrepreneurial, so I don't really have that corporate necessarily background, but it was just the leaving the big box company to going into something completely on my own. And yeah. that, that, that is a huge thing. I, I remember the fear. I still feel the fear sometimes. And, but let me tell you, I wouldn't turn back. Not, not one, not, I wouldn't go back any other way to the, the way I am now. So I love um, it. And obviously, this lastly, this wouldn't be the Boss Babies and Bottles podcast, Julie. If I didn't ask you, what was your favorite drink or bottle? Oh, coffee for sure. <laughs> no question. Yeah, I don't even have to think about that. Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's obviously a lot of people's uh, <laughs> go to is the coffee. I, I do not drink coffee unless I am in dire need. Um, and I probably have drank more of it within this last year of my kid's birth than I have ever drank in my entire life. Uh-huh. And that might continue to be the case. So maybe one day I will be a coffee fanatic as well. But that, uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at with the coffee world. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so thank you so much, Julie, for joining us today on the Boss Babies and Pottles podcast. You have been absolutely amazing. So thank you again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And again, thank you for having this show. It's so important for moms. I agree. So thank you, ladies, as always, for joining us on today's episode. We'll catch you on the next one.
Thank you, as always, for your love and support. The Breathe 3 Podcast wouldn't be anything without you. Make sure if you haven't already, please subscribe and review the podcast. And make sure to look me up on Instagram at ebjevents or canal.twins to stay up to date on upcoming special events and exciting announcements I might have. See you on the next one. Bye.